Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2.0 preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to NXT 2.0. I think it speaks volumes, Hamlet, that we were sat in the office earlier and I turned to Sidgwick and said, I can't remember a single thing that happened on NXT last week. And then I went, oh, no, I do. Tony D'Angelo went and speak the last legend. Aside from that, can't remember a goddamn thing. Yeah, and that's mostly us enjoying Tony D'Angelo for kicks on a podcast rather than earnestly so. I went back to enjoy Tony D'Angelo's performance on um, with Lash Legend last week, and it had done 25,000 views on YouTube, or 26,000 oh. Like, as oh, with everything else. That, <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be number one in any charts with that. Like, as with everything else on NXT, we are already back, unfortunately, to where we were at um, before Triple H had control wrestled away from him. It's not really landing anymore. Nothing has really, I don't know, penetrated the conversation on a Wednesday. Bron Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa was maybe it. There was a vibe around Halloween Havoc last week. Felt like an immediate return. I'm hesitant to say return to the normal because nothing feels normal on this show. But it was a return to NXT 2.0's normal. We're just we're going to get more squash. I don't hate it as an experience, but we're going to get more squashes, more one-dimensional characters, and like more things for us to take the piss out of more than we can earnestly enjoy them. Um, just a little thought for next week's preview. I'm jumping way ahead here, Sige, but I'm off the next couple of days. So in theory, I might not have time to watch the best <laughs> of the week. So maybe on next week's preview, we do like two truths and a lie. You tell me two things that actually happened on the show. I'll avoid all spoilers. I doubt it's going to be difficult. And you can tell me two things that actually happened and one thing that didn't. What do you reckon? One, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> Two, it's very easy to avoid NXT 2.0 spoilers because nobody talks about it. And I know like everyone's got a different timeline and you can't use it as an accurate reflection of what people are actually talking about. But my God, it's so easy to avoid raw spoilers. 
don't follow the WWE account because it's just spam and I hate them. But, <laughs> but I follow a decent cross section of people with taste or whatever. And like the old picture of Becky Lynch when she's be fun, from I used to follow her, she used to be funny. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Become dead. Yes. Uh, and if you're thinking of oh, sounds a bit down on, on NXT 2.0 this week, boys. Look, we've got games to come later. Yeah, and I love we've, we've still got our games, but we'll start with uh, the only thing I have seen NXT actively promote. There are things I can find on their website that we will get into. But uh, yeah, front front and foremost for this company, Hamlet, is Toxic Attraction, of course, hold all the goals, the women's tag titles, the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, and tonight there is a trios match. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolin, and JC Jane versus Io Shirai, Casey Catanzaro, and Caden Carter. And my question to you is, will Toxic Attraction continue to dominate? Well, you don't become the most dominant force in all of NXT without winning matches. Although you do, because they lost the first one. So I got <laughs> more of a kick out of you calling this a trios match than anything that can possibly happen in the match itself, by the way. Um, superstars with a capital S next, you mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my friend, Mark. Um... No, they, like they'll win like the, the big matches and then lose these ones. I don't expect Toxic Attraction to win tonight. If anything, I would expect uh, Io Shirai's team to get one over on Toxic Attraction because it couldn't. this couldn't matter less. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter have been slotted into this role to be the first losers to Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Um, I say a few, that's generous, but they're going to be their first title opponents and they're going to lose. There's not many other relatively established teams for them to go over anyway. And Mandy Rose and Io Shirai has got to be good for Mandy Rose's sake more than it has for like Io Shirai's future. If like if Io Shirai is not getting bangers out of these wrestlers that don't typically have them, she's not really got a purpose in NXT or WWE. It doesn't seem like the main roster's ever calling. They've explored every storyline avenue with her as a babyface and a heel. She's only there to give people who really need them great matches. So Toxic Attraction will win both these title matches. Ergo, they lose all the setups. It seems like a way to engineer the Io Shirai versus Mandy Rose match, mm. which was heavily teased last week. And the easiest way of accomplishing that is having Io Shirai defeat, sorry, pin either Gigi Dolan or JC Jane. They're champions, which makes all of this suboptimal which is why you shouldn't realistically do the, what's the quickest way we can get people to think of an act as credible? Just give them all the belts. <laughs> yeah. Just give them all the belts and then you realise, oh, hang on, how it's done. They won't really resonate as champions if they're getting beat. But this is a WWE thing that they don't give a toss about. It's all about the pretty visuals. Um, yeah, Io Shirai will pin JC Jane after 10 minutes of lackluster action. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by this in terms of uh, it seems like Io Shirai is going to be set up as the first challenger and you sense that Manu Rose successfully defends at the end of that. So, yeah, win here. Maybe she beats Gigi Dolin and JC Jane in singles action as a build towards Manu Rose. You watch me try and look for when the next takeover is. I'll swear I heard a report the other week that they are planning on maybe doing one at the start of December. But you sense they may burn through this even before that. Sitch. Potentially. Um the last I heard was that it's going to be some kind of special, but they're unsure as yet, or they're just not told anyone, if they're, if they're going ahead with the takeover branding. If it was up to me, I would just bid it. Absolutely bid it for two reasons. 
The first of which is if you do takeovers with like Frontbreaker versus LA Knight, like it's just going to remind the few people who still miss NXT and still think it's a bit of a disgrace what NXT 2.0 is, you're just going to deaden the, the, that brand value in their eyes. So that's why you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Two, if this thing continues to fail and it is legitimately failing, TakeOver has got legitimate brand value on a sort of one-night stand level about two or three years down the line. If they do NXT TakeOver reboot, and I rebooted NXT, and they get like a few people who were awesome in NXT to appear on the card, and like a few people, like CM Punk was in the role of ECW's, WWE ECW's breakout guy, who was like, oh, this works because you can imagine he would have got over in the old ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the same idiosyncratic spirit from X indie guy or whatever, if there's another philosophical sea change down the line. I can't call it takeover. Like, what about NXT 2.0-ver? Nope. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm, that is me genuinely putting my WWE brain and going, yeah, they, I could actually see them doing that. Yeah. Um, speaking of titles, Tommaso Ciampa, NXT champion. What's next for him? He had that coming together with Carmelo Hayes last week. Ron Breaker obviously said he's going to take the title off him or die trying. And then I've just put LA, LA Knight's name down as well as someone else who's slightly well-known because I assume Gargano's going to be doing North American Championship stuff, maybe? Yeah, it's all a bit all over the place. They've mentioned potential challengers. Challenges? I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on. I've got any idea. Tommaso Ciampa has had interactions with people who might take the title off him, whether it's Gargano or Hayes. Um, Tony D'Angelo himself, uh-oh, our internet connection's unstable, so apologies in advance, Hamlet, if that goes off. But a lot of people are talking about wanting the title or wanting to defend the title. I've got any idea. It suggests to me that there's going to be some kind of multi-man deal. One of the reasons for which is they don't want Champa to run down every new emerging act or they will very quickly not appear to be emerging mm-hmm. acts. So maybe a multi-man match with Champa versus X amount of NXT 2.0 projects and a pin eater like LA Knight. Yeah, I thought LA Knight might be a good suggestion purely because you could get a decent bit of promo game out of him. Obviously, he's you know a bit all over the place in terms of his booking, feuding with... Was it Grayson Waller, the uh, thrill-seeking Golden Gloves uh, cosplay? Lothario. Uh, Lothario, whatever big, it is. Big, big, funny rat. But um, what do you think uh, for, for, for Tommy Chomp's pamphlet? I like the multi-man option, but what that typically reveals is that there's nobody else lined up as an effective singles guy. Uh, LA Knight, as you say, I mean, he could get it by default, I guess. LA Knight, remember, is the guy who we um, looked upon the existing NXT talent before episode one of 2.0 and assumed because he was sort of jacked and chiseled that he'd be perfect, a perfect fit for this new NXT. And NXT had other ideas by debuting about 50 new talent instead over top (laughs) of him. So maybe over that period, ever since then, he's impressed a little bit. Like he lost in the very first match of 2.0 and then lost again in the main event. 
that was the first night for LA Knight, and we predicted that he'd be like a favourite of this new regime. So maybe he's had a bit of time now, and they like him enough to let him have a one-off against Champa. It doesn't. The only thing heated in the title picture at the moment, and I'd like, and I mean this, I genuinely do like it, is the prospect of the Bron Breaker rematch. Whether that comes in the form of Bron Breaker remaining babyface and kind of trying to learn from his mistakes the first time against Champa, or whether it comes from him having his respect, having his trust, and then turning, and you get the absolute nastiest version of him and he beats him second time around. I like both of those. I like. I, I genuinely think there's something worth holding on to with Bron Breaker's eventual victory. But in the meantime, yes, a multi-man's the way to go, but only just to sort of transparently get through it, just to sort of build a lost just both a little bit on the, the takeover crack. But like they might just see it as what's in a name, but I actually think it's pretty damaging to try and put this lot on a Sunday night for three hours. Halloween Havoc was, a, and barely dressed it up, but you're just labelling your two-hour Tuesday night show. I think it inflicts far less damage on the wrestlers themselves, let alone the takeover branding, if you steer as far away from that as possible. You are setting so many people up to fail, asking people to tune in for three hours on a Friday, on a Sunday, sorry, as if it was your standard WWE pay-per-view. There's a lot of people that like very clearly aren't ready for it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. One thing I am genuinely looking forward to tonight is, well, Cameron Graham spending all the money he wanted in Jeep Bloody Hudson's poker room, but also um, the return of Kaylee Ray. She's had some vignettes, video packages, et cetera, uh, highlighting her return. 
uh, raging and all that. But she is someone who is genuinely talented. I'm concerned about how 2.0 are going to handle her hand flirt. But she's a great person to have around if you're going to have matches with her and, I don't know, Io Shirai, for example. Yeah, the, the vignettes were really cheesy and dated. But I guess it was one of them things where if you know you know what you're getting with Kaylee Ray, you could almost sort of brush that stuff off. She's part of this machine. You know you have to do that kind of thing. You would hope that whatever it, introductory character they give her, if they're trying to like, I don't it doesn't look like they're trying to reimagine her that drastically, but whatever strange trait they give her, because it's 2.0 and everybody gets one, that can be ultimately overlooked when the bell rings. There are people who, so Kaylee Ray is really angry. So the idea is she's going to come and she's going to, you know, express her anger in the form of decking somebody. So I would just, you know, like, look, you look up and down that roster and you think, right, there's plenty of people for it to take out. She could take out Ember Moon or Frankie Monet or Jesse Camille, just three off the top of my head, for example. Or if they're not around, perhaps she could take out Cora Jade and then her boyfriend Trey Baxter could make the save. You see, like, there's just loads of people around on this roster for her to be able to make an impact at the expense of. So she's certainly not coming in at the worst possible time. And I have nothing but high hopes for her. Thoughts? Feelings? Like you might have to slightly update your roster, uh, but yeah. Well, I don't know what you mean. It's a healthy, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. I know you, you've appreciated her, for example, when she popped up in the what is it, War Games. Yeah. Um, she's a great talent. Yeah, she's really good. I think her prospects stayed side are bleak. I'm hoping that this is just like, okay, we'll get you back doing a bit of stuff and then hopefully move you on to the main roster. But why would you want a career to die? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the lesser of two evils, isn't it, really? Or three evils, possibly. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I feel like as a, a force in there, she could do some real... Like, she, her as world champion, look at what she did in NXT UK, if you ever saw it, you know, it was, was great. Rather have her her as world champion than Mandy Rose. I feel like she could do a lot more. Yeah, but honey, is she hot? <laughs> and I mean, I'm absolutely not saying she isn't, but would Bruce Pritchard yes. think she's hot? That is the difference. You don't really want to think of any of these women as hot. You want to think of them as really talented professional mm. wrestlers, but that's not how they view things. And if you want to inform your predictions, you have to get into their headspace. Imagine being Bruce Pritchard when he's such an arsehole. I think I hear, I think I might even hate Pritchard more than McMahon. At least Vince has given us several unforgettable memories with his once incredible patter. Like Bruce Pritchard is just a rancid, festering arsehole of a man. Mm. Well, speaking of which, what are they going to do, do, do with O'Reilly and Von Wagner? Uh, seems like they're teasing a, not necessarily a breakup right now, but we're on that road, aren't we? They, they can coexist for now, Sage. <laughs> But miscommunication, whatever you want to call it, cost them the match last week. And uh, Von Wagner was furious. You, yeah, you forgot one um, important element of the story there. Some 12-ounce curls. <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is at double G, double O, double N, E, gone. <laughs> and uh, I can't blame him. And he's there to put over Von Wagner. They've already teased that. Oh, what do you think these balls can coexist? And uh, they'll have a presumed subsequent tag team match in which Von Wagner makes another mistake. 
Kyle O'Reilly can be like, come on, Bond, you're useless. That's twice now, right? And Kyle O'Reilly, he's playing a nice guy, big, like, sort of mentor. And uh, it's going to happen one of these days when he decides, oh, come on, Von Wagner, you're useless. You're a bit weird. Uh, this is going to work out. And Von Wagner can go, I don't like you, Kyle. You don't got <laughs> heart. And uh, they can have a few. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly loses, and then he can go and actually have a career. Subsequent to that, in uh, all elite wrestling. I'd rather honestly see Kyle O'Reilly back on his bike in vignettes than wrestling matches on this show at the moment. I don't even get that much from his... Like, Kyle O'Reilly's awesome. It's it, That should go without saying, but just to be very, very clear before I'm slightly critical of his work at present, his matches are just so formulaic and basic that I'm not getting any of the joy that you're supposed to get from a wrestler that you love watching. So I'm not getting it from Kyle O'Reilly. Compared and contrast that to the weeks where he was in the woods with Von Wagner, like getting back on his bike again, looking daft in his helmet. He can crash into a car and then the car door can open and it's, I'm Vane Pickering. You know, I'll take that. (laughs) And that can can be the turn. Like I'd I'd rather the daft vignettes. Again, we're just talking about ways in which, we had this with um, Owens on Raw, the ways in which to hopefully see somebody you off, that you really like, off to another company. Like, well, this'll do for the last angle where they can go somewhere that I can actually appreciate them again. Kyle O'Reilly is dead in the water on this brand, and he's so dead that if they if they think it is as simple enough as breaking these two up and then him giving Von Wagner a decent match and him putting Von Wagner over, if they believe that any of those old-fashioned things work as a way to set up Von Wagner for after Kyle O'Reilly's left, they're wrong. Von Wagner's going to be exactly where he was six, seven weeks ago when Kyle O'Reilly leaves. He's not going to be any further on. We're not going to see... We're not going to stroke our chins and go, hmm... Well, they see something in that Von Wagner. I'm excited for what he's going to do next. It's just transparent that he's being carried through things. It doesn't feel natural or TV ready or anything like that. And that's okay because this is a developmental brand. He's supposed to have time, but they're going to assume that Von Wagner will be made by this Kyler Riley thing. And it's a hiding mm. nowhere. Mm. Yeah, I think they think he's the forehead of the table. Um, right. One final <laughs> question for you, Hamplet, before we get to the games. Yeah, don't worry, the games are coming. The games are coming. And I can't believe uh, I'm asking this question. And I want everyone to know before I ask it, this is the name that WWE has given the team. Michael Hamplet, in all your years of wrestling experience, taking all that into account, do you think Jacket Time can defeat the Creed Brothers? No, of course not. Jacket Time. Because so Ikamanjiro wears jackets and Kashida, he draws a watch, doesn't he, on his wrist? So jacket time. Jacket to the future is right there. <laughs> They're fighting the Creed brothers, so there's going to be some jacket potatoes tonight because <laughs> they hit hard. Jacket time. This is... I know we love jacket potatoes. <laughs> yeah, weird, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh... This is patronising, um, condescending, possibly racist, uh, and the and the Creed brothers are still going to win. Like the Creed brothers are still absolutely going to batter these mugs. Um, they're being reduced into these comedic, marginalised positions, and it's still only to take a, a beating. Don't mind a pretty cool act. Everything feels like it's clicking with them at the moment. So typically, this would be one of those few things that you could enjoy for what it is. Mm. rather than for what it isn't, which is rare on 2.0. Creed Brothers, yeah, we've seen them be like get slightly diluted over the last few weeks, but even the diluted version of them is still pretty awesome. They feel threatening 
If they feel like a team you want to win belts, you know, like rise up the ranks, they're going to do it at jacket time's expense. Um, and I'm sure jacket time will be able to rebuild their credibility on YouTube after the fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified they're going to make jacket time dressed in those bloody singlets. But what, what do you reckon, Sis? Who do you think is going to kick the other's ass? Uh, I think that weird man, like, I don't know, and I don't care. That's <laughs> part of the problem. I just kind of want to get to the games now. Um, oh, there you go. I'll, I'll give you a little softball question Can Jacket Time defeat the Cree Brothers? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I, 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 think the, I think Jacket Time will go over because indirectly, Kushida will then get towards a rematch with Roderick Strong and there's no one else. Oh yeah, forgot oh, about that. Yeah, Odyssey Jones isn't isn't having a match, is he? Even though that he's, he's on already... five live, so you might. Well, yeah, and he, and he fought the champion. He just got cheated out of it. But yeah, I, I think they're going to get absolutely ragdolled. But then, quite possibly, I think you also might be right that Kashida uses this as a platform I to reestablish that cruiserweight title is not long for this world. Well, not signing anyone who's not some lummox. <laughs> I generally don't think there's going to be a cruiserweight title by this time next year. I don't think there's going to be an NXT this time next year. So <laughs> there you go. Right, should we move on to the games? Yes! The real thing we do here. Zeit, Geist Heist. Zeit, Geist Heist. Zeit, Geist Heist. You've got a good track record with this. Why don't you go first? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, five minutes before recording this podcast, went on Twitter. Which is exactly what WWE does when they write it. So. so I went on the trending tab and I saw what was popping. I think. Lash Legend's usually the one to yeah. drop in a cultural reference. So no other reason just to do it is proof that these uh, 76-year-old and 60-year-old blokes are like in touch with pop culture or the intern that they hired to do this for them. And I think Lash Legend is going to do like another 24 second edition of her talk show that's just like these people do, they, do the people in the audience sit there and is the implication that it goes on longer but you just see a highlight or do they just sit there and they <laughs> love it they love it so much they're laughing so loud they go and sit there and think I can't wait I'm going to pop my tits off for a 24 second episode. Got a babysitter, out. paid for parking. It's time for lashing out. Oh, it's God, I've waited all week for this. Yeah, you get you know, like when Oprah comes out, I'll be like, oh, yes, come on. And they're like, yeah, 24 seconds, flash legend, baby. It's just the oddest thing. And I you get a second, and you get a second, and you <laughs> get a second. I think Lash Legend on lashing out without telling you what bit of the show was particularly hot, because this is the only part of the show, it's going to say something to the effect of, this episode of Lashing Out with Lash Legend is so hot that COP26 aren't going to be happy about this. <laughs> and that's like the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're going to put Lash Legend versus Greta Thunberg for yeah. NXT two point. Over. And Greta Thunberg's the heel, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously, Thunberg's the heel. That's just a little face. Pamphlet, <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, zeitgeist heist for this week? Mine was also relating to Lash Legend, because it is, as Cedric points out, it's quite easy to say, like, 
like labour her with the responsibility of trying to do this thing. This bit that we've created, but this bit that has been created because they have forced it upon us. Um, I think she's going to say that her talk show, Lashing Out, is so prestigious that it cannot be saved. It's NXT, not NFT. You can't just take a copy and make it your own. This is an original and it's worth billions. A very good shout as well. Just in case you're wondering, by the way, if you've not heard the Zeitgeist heist before, we're guessing what topical references WWE will chuck in. And again, I also think this is coming on Lashing Out with Lash Legend. I can see her because often what she does is she is the conduit of a recap of the previous week, which would be interesting because if you go on their YouTube channel, Tony D'Angelo appearing on her show, it was just his appearance. All the bollocks she talked before and they went, yeah, Everyone, no one will see it from that. So, my opinion is she's going to say like, uh, "You guys see last week, huh? You guys see last week those uh, those unorthodox tag teams not getting on too well. Kyle O'Reilly and Bob Wagner and uh, what's his name, uh, Dexter Gaylord Loomis and uh, Johnny Gargano, and they're not quite getting on. Uh, they're getting on about as well as uh, Britney Spears and her dad. Am I right? Huh? Huh?" Because she's about to get freed from that bottle conservatorship or whatever. It's just written. <laughs> capital letters. Uh, just for the, uh, those who are unaware, I'm reading. Wilborn's notes, because I'm sat next to him. Capital letters. Zeitgeist heist dash Britney Spears and her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like, you know, when you're a student, and even if you don't play an instrument, you'll think, <laughs> oh, let's form a band and we'll call it. And it's always like a little bit of like black comedy banter, like a bit of harsh banter, like Fritzl Seller or something like that. <laughs> yes. Like Michael Sidgwick and Fritzl Sellers. Britney Spears and her dad is very much a student novelty <laughs> band name. That's a little bit not on. Hello, welcome to Battle of the Bands. We are Britney Spears and her dad. And we are here to rock you, worry. We finish up with a little game of Tony the Animal Predictor. Yeah. Amphlet, you go first. So I love Tony D'Angelo so much that I tuned in to watch him on the bump last week. Oh, what did he get up to? He's a big well, he was, I'll tell you that. He was, he was calling out everybody. He was it was an old territory trick of basically going for the champion and then naming every other opponent on the show. Like he was lining up his next six month worth of stories. He's like, he's got all of his rivals set up, but he was explaining, well, expressing how he felt uh, disrespected by not being invited to Duke's poker room before Cameron Grimes cleaned it out. So I think he's either going to offer to back Duke in rebuilding the business. Hey, I'll get you a little long. I'll get you back on your feet. Ruffle his hair. Or he's going to like bump into Cameron Grimes, who's going to be buzzing with all this money that he's earned fairly in the poker world. And then Cameron Grimes is going to walk into a little bit of trouble, meet a few more of my family members. And that's what I think. I think he's going to have spied an opportunity on one side or the other of that little development last week. Yeah, I really like that. Setting up a, a new new loan to set up his business. Maybe Duke Hudson can't afford to, afford to pay it back completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great shout. I do like that. Sage. So the Tony Angelo predictor for any new listeners who, for whatever reason, want to get some spicy NXT 2.0 takes. <laughs> uh, it's the same. It's the same one. It's, uh, it's Matt Reigns, etc. <laughs> um, so we predict what he's going to do and one of his ways. Mm-hmm. 
I think that Pete Dunne's going to have like a two-minute squash against somebody and win. And that Tony D'Angelo, a bit of a throwback, eh, is going to have a little stare down with Pete Dunne on the ramp. Pete Dunne is going to look at Tony D'Angelo and do his shrug. Mm-hmm. shrug. And Tony D'Angelo is going to be apoplectic with it. The disrespect. You don't care about Tony D'Angelo, I don't care about you. And uh, that'll be the match that Tony D'Angelo has next. Because if you remember, he um, took the piss out of Pete Dunne's yeah. voice the other week. So that's in NXT's storyline universe. That is enough to create a match. <laughs> I think he's going to grab the microphone and say something... Look, I'll be honest. I just Googled list of Sopranos characters <laughs> to try and get my word here. So he's done. He's got, he's done Tony. Was Adriana the other week? Yeah, I feel like there's been a Louis, maybe. We've had a junior. We've had a junior. Junior, maybe. Then maybe that's Louis and the Sopranos, asshole. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to talk about, hey, my buddy Carmine. Mm. <laughs> Carmine, yeah, he is going to crowbar that in there. Uh, I think, I think that in my cabin. <laughs> I think, um, I think you're right. I think it's sort of a combination of your two things, really. I think he's going to come out and talk about any time Tony got got a bit higher up on the card, got it making a bit more money. You know, why else would I be here? <laughs> and he'll say, yeah, I, I want to go after you know a champion, a Carmelo Hayes. The Meso Champa, huh? I think I'm both of Imperium. How you like that, huh? And then, and he was also going to mention eh, Schmuck Pete Dunn. Huh? You can get a taste. I'm crossing the streams here. But in amongst naming all this, he's going to be interrupted by my other favorite character, not named Cameron Grimes. Did someone say Andre Chase? <laughs> Andre Chase, by the way, in case you're keeping up with this. He's going to go. Andre, I see you're a well-educated gentleman. Well, just like you, I went to school. You see, but I went to the school of hard knocks. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's going to be pissed off because he got interrupted by Andre Chase. And he's going to say, Andre, I want you to step in this ring with me. Okay, we're going to duke it out. And I'm going to beat you so bad. I'm going to take all that knowledge that you learned at that fancy school and I'm going to make you forget about it. <laughs> I'm freaking reading it on these notes and I'm still popping up. <laughs> well, he's, he's setting himself up a little scene like it's great. Forget about <laughs> it. Obviously capitalized. <laughs> <laughs> really Obviously got an exclamation mark at the end. <laughs> ellipsis before, <laughs> a bit of ellipsis before to forget about Set it the scene, huh? for a bit of a emphasis oh. a dramatic beat in there <laughs> and then you say forget about it tell your ellipsis about me <laughs> uh, if you want to get involved at what culture WWE you can let us know your thoughts about the rest of NXT but we won't care uh, but if you want to play the games there's like guys in the Tony D'Angelo predictor at what culture WWE you can follow all of us on Twitter on there as well you can follow Michael Hampler at Michael Hampler 
Follow Michael Sidgwick at. Can we start playing games for all SmackDown? <laughs> yes, that might be an idea, you know. Yeah, at M Sidgwick. Whatculture.bigcartel.com if you want to pre order Sidgwick's brilliant new book about AW or get involved in the Sidgwick bundle uh, and get his, uh, his NXT book from a few years back as part of it as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Uh, follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the Raw review is available right now, and our review of this show will be out tomorrow. So if you subscribe, it will be in your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the NXT Dubai L preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.